excited to have Niha in my Wonder Woman podcast today. Um, Niha, how are you doing today? I am doing excellent, Renata. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest today. I'm really excited to dive deeper into the topic of self-love today. And for those who don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I am a mom, a girlfriend, and a lot of other things, but I am um, a coach to you guys, to the, list, to, to the listeners of this podcast. I am professionally a relationship and confidence, conscious relationship and confidence coach. Uh, something that I struggle with personally is my is what my um, journey is about. And this is, I bring my lived experiences to my prospects, to my clients and share my message through my books, through my coaching, through my workshops um, on public speaking, building the confidence, finding that, uh, that superpower or that power inside of you. And I have, I use many different tools for myself and for my clients to uh, develop the best relationship with themselves through which they can find and fine tune their superpowers. Mm, wonderful. <laughs> 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 well, you're the perfect guest because it's all about, you know, activating your superpowers within in this podcast. So, oh my gosh, okay, where to start? Okay, for those who may be also wondering, what is a conscious relationship coach? Mm. So a conscious relationship, I would I will draw a kind of like a picture, if you will, to, to kind of bring the difference between. So my um, I quit a 12 year old long marriage um, and it's not like I just one day woke up and I said, no, I don't want to be a part of it. No, I was a struggle and I fought nine years to get out of that uh marriage, which was an arranged marriage. But the reason why I'm so passionate about people finding that the a nurturing, a safe, beautiful, sacred relationship is because my own um, journey has been about making an unconscious decision. Well, it brought me away from the torture and the trauma that I was going through. And it was an important part. When I was going through that trauma myself, the only thing I needed was an escape. And that escape was this arranged marriage. But it was an unconscious decision. It came from an unconscious me. And that, um, those 12 years were quite... Um, you know, unsatisfying, unfulfilling, um, pretty much sexless marriage. And there was no love in that marriage because I did not love my partner. I could not bring all of me to that relationship. So I suffered a lot. But uh, that was also a place where I grew. So then I became, when I became a mother, I, I became more conscious about my actions so it was an important part of my journey. Becoming a mother was an important part of my journey. So conscious is like becoming more aware of yourself and knowing who you are uh, to yourself before you invite another person into your experience. 
Now, this can be your own child. Because if you have love for yourself, you can love your child. You can understand them. If you have a partner, if you understand yourself, you will be able to love. You cannot give from an empty cup. I was pouring from an empty cup. Mm. So I had to learn firsthand all on my own how to deeply love myself and become the most conscious person in order to manifest that in my life your man (laughs) my man my conscious partner in my life so that's a journey (laughs) wow so wonderful so when you go back now um to your marriage um and Mm -hmm. about maybe five till ten years back um how was your life how how did you feel what were you going through so the um the people who are listening right now they kind of get an understanding of maybe your brain (laughs) in that Mm. moment yeah yeah wonderful question so I was um this is over 12 years ago I would say 12 actually 13 years ago I would want to go because that's where it's like a dam of emotions just broke it just could not I could not hold it and I was bottling up all of those emotions and I would burst just like that mm-hmm. and I was violent and uh, because I was exposed to that I was angry extremely bitter and um so sad Renata that I wanted to I cried myself to sleep every night in that marriage. And even though I had become a mother, I wanted to not wake up the next day. Wow. And that must have been huge. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's how unsatisfied I was. Mm, wow. And when was like the, the point in your life where you said to yourself, okay, no longer, I have to change something. Um, I would say there were quite a few. And the first thing that happened was um, when my toddler was about, like my son was two years old, about two years old. And um, he, one summer, day in middle of my living room I noticed he was grabbing something that he is not supposed to be eating and I quickly took it away but then I noticed his anger at that not getting that and he smashed something off of the coffee table and I everything like all of that anger just was about to, I was about to hit him with all my might. And I screamed his name and my hand went back here. I was about to whack my two-year-old. And I froze in my tracks when I saw absolute screaming, crying terror in those little eyes of his And those reminded me of how terrified 
I was of my own parent growing up. It was a very conscious decision I had made when I was about um, 11 years old that I would be a different mother. And that day when that happened was the day I woke up to myself and I said, no, we are not making another unconscious person and continue on. This person, this little human in my life deserves all the love, all the beautiful things I may not have experienced, but he completely, totally deserves the best mother from me. How can I give that to him? And that was like a conscious decision. One of the first conscious decisions I remember having made. Um, and I said, I'm not going to hit and I'm not going to shout at him ever again like that. Wow. Because I know the impact mm. of that. Yes. And it's, ah, it's, it's so beautiful what you said, because I think a lot of times we, we still have unconscious behaviors from our parents and we continue this cycle of, you know, hurt people, hurt people, for example, or, um, you know, sometimes we're just even not conscious about, you know, what our parents did or our grandparents and yeah, we, we just do it. But it's, it's so important that we realize that the other person, like you said, your baby is a reflection of you in that moment. And that made you realize, oh my gosh, I have to change you something. So yes. what, where are your next steps? So you, you, know, you, you wanted to change in that moment. Um, what did you do? What did I do? Um, lots of things, actually. Um, but the first things I remember doing was um, I came across uh, somebody in like who I was seeing as uh, like a friend. She mentioned to me uh, this author called Polo Coelho, and she told me that uh, his books are life changing. So any and every book of Polo Coelho that I could get my hands on, I just grabbed and I just consumed and absorbed all of that goodness, all of that spirit and energy in his words, because they, for the first time, something spoke to me that brought life mm. and love. It spoke love to my spirit. And this was my first um, way to start understanding myself. And realizing that, oh, I am an individual. I am not just someone's daughter and someone's wife and someone's daughter-in-law and uh, a mother. I am someone to myself. Mm -hmm. No one ever spoke that to me. So um, that was one of the first things I did. And I kept reading. I also, like... Um, after some time, I started to practice... Uh, like whatever it is that I was learning, I tried to speak um, that to my son, how it would be different 
than how I would speak. So I had to become very conscious about my words. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was introduced to meditation, like some guided meditations that I was listening. And um, after some time, I also found like books by Deepak Chopra, Osho, and I read and I like consumed them like... I am someone who doesn't like to uh, depend on something. And then once I learn it, I want to do it by myself. So meditation is something that I took from that. And then I started practicing it on my own. Uh, a lot of that is like Deepak Chopra, his books and his different visualization meditations. So I was trying all of that. And, uh, and uh, the bigger, the even bigger impact that I had was from Osho. Um, Osho's books, reading Osho's books, because he can be a very, he's a very, uh, he doesn't exist in this world anymore, but his teachings are like, he's a controversial figure. But I took what I, the wisdom that is shared in his books, I continue to practice that and take that in and apply that. And I was astounded when I realized that the kind of energy I put in and what kind of a state of mind I was in when I became pregnant. Mm. Because I read a book that is called, titled Sex and how uh, consciously are people bringing their, what is the energy people are bringing when they are making love per se to each other to bring a human into the world is there confusion going on in the woman's body and sadness and all that trauma? I mean, all of that passes on to a child. And I was able to actually see and notice when he was about five years of age, like, oh, my God, this kid, this child understands math in a very different way. He understands things differently. And there are so many ways where him and I are similar. I struggled to make friendships. So this was like phenomenal discovery about myself and about him. And then from then on, it was like, um, it just went from like, one to the next to the next level to the next level and I'm gaining that confidence as I'm getting to know myself and then one uh I don't know if there was if your audience is familiar with what happened around 21st of December 2012 there was some I don't know if it's solstice got to do with some something uh, uh, equinox yeah, yeah equinox. I remember that it was like the end of the world and yeah I think one of the Mayan calendars ended, something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So it was around that, that bit was like, you know, really getting, like, I could feel that intensity mm. strongly. And then I like, I said, no more. If I want, and so there was a lot of argument going on in the household with my ex, then ex-husband, then husband and the child, and he was being affected. My son was being affected by that. So then I said, no more. I need to find my happiness because otherwise I cannot bring that to at least to my relationship with my son. So because I wanted to bring more of that, that's when I said I will be uh, and then so a year from that, those dates that I mentioned just now, mm -hmm. I well, had started to live on my own 
like starting life from scratch. Wow. But it was a very, very conscious decision. And um, I remember saying to myself, like, the day I will be out of this marriage, I'm going to be a very, very happy person. It would be like, so powerful. I felt it. I knew it. Like, it's going to happen. And then, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I pulled myself out of that. <laughs> and what was the hardest thing? Was it the decision to make, you know, to, to go out of the relationship, you would say? Or what was no. the challenging? Um, the challenging, well, it's like the challenges grew, but then I was already also becoming stronger and stronger. The, in, the challenges within the marriage was like uh, dealing with uh, in-laws, extended family who are getting involved in my marriage. Mm -hmm. um, both sides of the family like mine and his um so it's like nine years of fighting that because all of the responsibility is like you know oh this is the person that wants to be out this is the bad guy bad lady <laughs> you know so so having to deal with that shame bad name divorce blah 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 so there was that and then I said I don't care about that but then when I started to live on my own I was like Nobody told me living alone is going to be crazy and hard and all that stuff. Because when you are by yourself and when you are alone and when you are lonely, what happens? You want to run away from yourself and mm. those hours, but you cannot. So what could you do? And like the difference a man can make in a woman's life, I really miss that because every time I was moving houses, I'm like... I wish I had a man to help me move the heavy things in. <laughs> that was hard, like doing all those things that a man would otherwise take care of in the house. Mm. That was that was hard. But then um, also um, putting myself out there and starting dating all over again. Yeah, it was it was a trial and error. All of those things. Mm. those experiences <laughs> yeah I guess in that, that time hard. you really had to be there for yourself like you had to to go through how it feels like to to be your own best friend in a way isn't it and to you know to be okay to be with yourself and I think a lot of people they they just can't be by themselves they always have to be in a relationship they always have to be with friends and mm. I went through you know this phase a lot in my past you know where I just you know I had friends and after that I went into a relationship I went to another relationship but then it's almost like the pain gets so so big because you're trying to push something away and yeah. then you know suddenly it all comes at once and you actually have to deal with it when you're by yourself then yeah right yeah mm. yeah Absolutely. So what actually was coming up for me, I mean, I had good, the good part was I was already meditating. So I had some um, idea about, you know, doing something with whatever was coming and being with myself. But then what what was happening is um, a lot of anger, I felt a lot of anger towards my mother. And I was like, I was under the impression that I would have to forgive and then like all of that was coming up like the forgiveness so what was happening is you know I it's like something I had to 
do and that something was going to uh, inevitably invalidate me so i was caught in that cycle for a very long time should i forgive should i keep on i mean i kept working on myself but then that forgiveness element that kept coming up for me and i said if i am going to do this i have to let myself feel everything and not invalidate my anger because it is very rightly feeling this there's nothing wrong with that it is an emotion just like any other emotion i have to experience it i have to understand it so there's a book by uh, thich nhat han a i think he's a vietnamese um leader buddhist mm-hmm. guy who wrote a book uh, on anger thich nhat han wrote a book on anger Beautiful yeah i know him i'm pretty yeah. sure i know him yeah Yeah, so I read that as well and understood uh, the anger and where it was coming from and how to um, actually manage that. And, and how do you manage it? Um, for those who may be interested in in that book or how to, you know, um, yeah, deal with your anger. I think a lot of people deal with it and they think it's something bad, so they're trying to push it away. yeah. So anger, um, I'm not, I don't particularly speak about anger mm. in the book, um, but I do speak about meditation and, and then loneliness is something that I talk about what uh, the, the thing that may benefit people the most for the listeners, if they're interested, the book, in the book, I describe my own journey of shadow work. So that's something they can definitely look into. But specifically, now I want to talk about anger. Now, why does anger come up? Anger, I realize in my case is like, um, it's a surface emotion. Mm. And It's like once I had let that come and like let that speak, uh, I realized there was another layer underneath of that. There was a lot of loss, mm. a lot of things I needed to grieve, but I was not allowed to. There was so much sadness that was not allowed. I could, I was not allowed to be myself ever. I was pretending to be someone else and trying to please everybody else without even knowing myself. Mm. So all of that came up for me. And then I realized that there were so many um, experiences that had caused to that and added to that. So one by one, how do you peel back those things and bring yourself to a regulated happier place so besides the listening to all of those emotions and writing things down as those emotions come and not escaping from them i i said i and then the forgiveness part i just said let's take it put it aside i don't care about this right now Nothing is more important than everything that I am feeling. And because I have been invalidated multiple times, I am not going to do that to myself anymore. Of all the people in the world, I am going to be my best friend. Mm. And so this best friend 
what does this best friend want to do? She wants to go traveling. She wants to do the things that she was told she could not do. And then she went dancing and she went, um, yeah, traveled to places she by herself, which she had never done. <laughs> so I was there with myself witnessing my extreme elated state of being when I'm dancing and traveling and absolute expansion. And I didn't do this in like just one go. I stepped outside and I went to, I mean, I've been living in Hong Kong for 20 years, Renata, but I never went and visited. There are so many different islands that you can go to. I never went there. I said, let me slowly get out of my comfort zone. So I took myself places and I just visited all by myself. I'm like, wow, I can do this. It mm. is safe to do this. It is okay to do this. It is okay to give these experiences to myself. And it, I can. Yeah, it's so empowering, you know, like the first yes. time you're traveling by yourself and you actually realize, oh my God, it's, it's actually okay. You know, you always think, oh, you, you, you just have to travel with someone else. Otherwise, mm. you know, you might seem a bit weird or, you know, you're lonely. But no, it's actually one of the best things ever I found. I just love traveling by myself. You know, it was just like, I can do whatever I want, you yes. know, and that gives you that confidence back that, oh my God, and uh, yeah, I can do that. And there are so many possibilities once you actually realize that you can actually create all these experiences and yeah. it's not that disempowering anymore. Yes, hmm. it's, that, it's in that giving that to yourself where you find that power back, mm -hmm. you know, understanding that it's not, it's not that you deserve love, you already have it. Mm. But it because of your experiences, you have stopped that because you don't want to hurt anymore. But then you're not letting anything flow out of you either. Mm. So there is this absolute closure. That means no one can love you and you cannot receive love from anyone and you cannot give to anyone mm. as well. If you don't give yourself those beautiful experiences yeah yeah a lot of times we want that other people are fulfilling our needs and they're filling our yeah. cups um yeah. and I think it's it's so easy to go into this trap I would say because I think everyone was raised up doing this and um trying to you know get the partner do whatever they want yeah <laughs> right yeah but it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not really fulfilling long-term. And you will no. notice that. I think you will slowly get burned out the more you actually um, try to control in a way too. And you mm. try to manipulate a situation by what you want. But if, yeah, if you can't give it to yourself first, you actually, how can you give it to another person? That's the thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. absolutely it has to come from yourself it's like if you see a cup it's overflowing so you have to constantly do things for yourself that fill that cup and when and this is where the conscious relationship bit comes in where like 
you are doing you whatever you are doing to fill your cup and keep your cup filled so that you can spill that spills into your life your relationships right a lot of times what is happening you go empty into a relationship and now what can i get from this relationship mm-hmm. what can i take and i see that relationship is more like a bank you have to deposit love before you can withdraw you will receive love but you also have to you have to bring what are you bringing to the relationship if you don't have any for yourself if you're not happy people think that happiness is is something that other people are going to give them no happiness is an inside job you have to be happy even when there is nobody else around you because your happiness is nobody else's business your feelings are your responsibility and yeah. for as long as for your women for your listeners the wonder women out there mm-hmm. as long as you keep asking for that love that happiness looking for that outside you're giving away your power mm-hmm. the moment you understand that you can do it is where you take your power back and empower yourself and then find your um not lose yourself like know yourself and then go so a lot of times women are losing themselves in relationships mm-hmm. whereas if you're coming from a knowing a happy place of what you can give and you know what you want and you know you can communicate all of that think about how you can expand further mm-hmm. in that relationship and like just have that expanded consciousness continue and grow to be the woman that you are already but just find more and more of you and become even more of you and realize your how many different ways you can serve the people in your life in your relationship and relationships Mm, wow. <laughs> it was so so empowering. Thank you so much. It was like the creme de la creme on say. <laughs> I'm so happy. Thank you. I, oh. You know, I can't add anything to it. It's just like it's just perfect as it is. You know, I just uh, loved everything you said because it's just it's so so true. And yeah. you know, for, for those who are maybe also a bit um, you know, stuck in their head with the word self-love, you know, they're like, mm. okay, I'm loving myself. I'm loving myself, you know, mm. but I kind of feel like nowadays people don't, they try to, um, um, you know, logicalize it or they, they try analyze. to analyze it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they put it in a box. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, self-love. <laughs> you know? Um, so can you explain in simple words what is self-love and ways to um yeah to to love yourself? Mm, sure. Um I feel like I'm put in a spot now. I have to go back and read my book and kind of like, what did I write? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> jokes, no, jokes, jokes aside, because because you write so much, you just just put it all aside and speak that right. So okay, uh, being able to love yourself. Now, what is the definition 
a lot of times it can be just on the superficial, su sorry, superficial level, which means I am taking myself to spas and I'm getting those massages, I'm getting my nails done and I'm hanging out with my girls and I'm having my, my wine and I'm taking myself out and I'm shopping for the things that I love, I'm spending money on myself, all of that is like the superficial loving yourself mm. yeah so taking care of yourself of your own needs yes mm. what needs now the biggest and the most important need that we have as humans is that is the need for acceptance is the need for being accepted as a human and approval and like just belonging and where where does all of that come from that is all the emotional stuff because when you are not accepted how are you feeling when you are rejected by someone are you then rejecting yourself because you have you have experienced rejection several times and then you start to do that to yourself unconsciously. Mm -hmm. And then you realize you're doing that unconsciously and then you stop doing that and then you become conscious like, okay, just because other people have done that to me in a way, we think about it this way, that this is what happened to me. And realizing that why? Has this been happening? And it has realizing that it has been happening for me to wake up to myself. Because life keeps repeating the lessons until we learn. It's different than school. So when you learn and then discipline yourself putting in the effort of becoming even more conscious, even more aware and having that discipline and meditation. This is why the, the meditation chapter is very important. Meditation is something that trains your brain to catch yourself when you are doing those things. That's where it helps. So you catching yourself and then disciplining yourself to saying, I am not going to do that anymore. I am not going to be the one to hate myself or reject myself because other people are rejecting me just because they are rejecting me it's their opinion of something and that's not mine i believe in myself i know myself and slowly and surely by doing these repeatedly for years and years and years and the 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 deeper you go into this and especially with regards to working on your shadows and embracing everything that you have otherwise rejected and shoved under the carpet when you embrace all of that the, when you embrace the ugly the good the bad the ugly in you you become that whole mm. when you are more whole then you have love for yourself and then for others that is developing the discipline that that involves developing the discipline and becoming conscious and bringing in that awareness all the time to every action that you are taking mm. because most of actions are unconscious 
or just repetitive behaviors like consuming coffee every single day and too much of that caffeine and all that stuff. We know it's it's a drug, but we give it to ourselves all the time. Addictions like other other addictions and things, right? So developing that and telling yourself and parking the ego far in the parking lot. <laughs> I love that saying. Parking the ego in the parking lot. <laughs> yes. Yes, because the ego is not going to like it. Yeah, no, absolutely not. It will rebel and will fight um, because that's what the ego is here for, right? It's like the, yeah. the, the part of ourselves which is like, no, nah, I don't want to do that or is like, you know, wants to be in this repetitive cycle and yeah. wants to just do the same thing all over again because it's safe. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. So I love that, you know, like staying committed to, to being conscious and to choose consciously um, yes. to look through maybe your self-sabotage and look through um, your shadows. I love that you yeah. talked about um, shadows and shadow work is so, so powerful. Absolutely love that. Same. Yeah insane it is insane it's like yeah yeah one little shift can change everything that's how powerful it is so i love it love it do you yeah. have an example for those who are maybe wondering okay what is shadow work and yeah do you have maybe a small introduction to shadow work <laughs> okay i like because it's something that only happens um, in the moment when it comes up for someone and when and whoever it is. So let's say yourself or me, right? So if it comes up for me, stopping and questioning and becoming curious about what is arising in me in this moment and actually becoming so quiet and silent inside. Um, and still, in order to witness everything that is unfolding. And what is like, when you have a resistance, you will actually feel it in the physical body. So it's for you to sit with that and recognize what is it that I am resisting? What is it about myself that I, what is it about this particular situation that I right now find? hard to accept so it has to be it works best if there is an example so uh, in order to make it very simple for the listeners loneliness i have in that book i have a loneliness exercise as well before the shadow work so i can speak Ooh. to that because that's something people run away from and they think okay they associate i am lonely I am lonely. I am angry. I am whatever, right? So I am sad. So these are like you, the, the, the separation. That's why the meditation part also is important. And it comes before the shadow work in the book. So when you become more conscious, you are going to be able to do this. That's why you do it, when it whenever it comes up for you. And then 
sitting with loneliness. Like loneliness is a feeling that comes to see it's it's an emo it's like you just feel it in that moment. And instead of running away from it, becoming curious about it, because it is uh it's coming for a reason. And a lot of times what people don't realize is that being alone is different than being lonely. Alone means you are with yourself. Loneliness means you are not even with yourself. Yeah. So, so this, when you do the exercise of just sitting with that loneliness and asking questions to that loneliness, your loneliness is going to talk to you. It's just, it's an emotion that needs attention. Emotion is like an, oh, is like so many, is this is the ocean. And then there's waves coming and going back, waves coming in and going back. So it's not like I am angry now, I'm always going to be angry. No, I'm feeling anger. I am feeling sadness. And I'm, I'm not always going to be sad. I'm not always going to be angry. I'm not always going to be lonely. Right. So letting that letting yourself feel that is your way to heal that inside of you. So from when you have embraced loneliness through that little exercise and discover whatever comes up for you and where you are feeling whatever it is in your body and just sit with that and breathe into that. Bless you. You will realize. Oh, sorry. It's okay. You'll realize that you no longer have to run away from it. You will no longer be afraid of it because you will have embraced it. It's not something like that needs, it needs your attention. And when you give attention, you give that part of yourself attention. Mm then that no longer is going to uh, come up for you or it's going to be less strong of a reaction. Yeah, and it less triggers you. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So this is a short example that I can give because it's, and it's a simple example, but shadow work can go really, really, really deep. And it's very specific. So apologies, I cannot go uh, <laughs> unless I have something to work with. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dari. Um, I think it's, you know, it's such a broad thing, shadow work. You know, you can go into so many directions with it, but I love the example of loneliness because I think everyone experienced loneliness at some point yeah. in their life. And yeah. I think it's nice when you can reframe alone to, you know, all one. You're, you're becoming all one. It's like everything is connected when you're just by yourself. And yeah. you just become, you can just become one by being with yeah. yourself. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm slowly coming to an end with this beautiful interview. I think I could talk with hours with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And um, so for those who would like to know more about your work, um, do you have a website and Instagram? Yeah, yes. how can people find you? Uh, you can visit me. My website is www.nehasoni.com. N-E-H-A-S-O-N-N-E-Y. 
www.sharonbrown.com um, and you can contact me through the contact page. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, oh, two of the best places to get in touch with me. You can find me in either place and just send me a direct message. Instagram, I, I go by the handle. I have two separate handles. There is one um, for called The Self-Love Expert, where there is one E missing, so T-H-E-S-E-L-F-L-O-V-E-X-P. E R T, and the other one is Neha and Todd, N E H A, A N D, T O D D. So that's the other handle, Neha and Todd. That's the other handle for us, <laughs> the two yeah. of us. <laughs> I have two separate um, accounts going on Instagram, and both of them. I mean, I can be reached on the writer perfect yeah we'll put everything in the show notes also um the book which is coming out um right yes um yes yes so the book um if the listeners are interested to be the first ones to know you may go to www.nehasoni.com slash wired and waiting. The name of the book is Wired for Self-Love. So go to nehasani.com slash wired and waiting. Okay. And then you will hear, you will hear <laughs> more about the book. Subscribe to that and you will be the first ones to know when the book comes out. Cool. Oh, that's super exciting. So I have I one more questions that I always ask my listeners at uh, number no, <laughs> My listeners, I mean my my guests. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's late. <laughs> yeah, it's getting late in Australia. <laughs> it's, dark, actually, it's like yeah, it's getting dark here now. It's dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <okay>. So imagine. <laughs> I would give you a microphone and this microphone is connected with every radio station on the world, with every TV show, and everyone could understand you. Um, you have one minute time to talk to the people from the world. What would you love to tell them? Learn to love yourself and then you will find everything that you are looking for. The universe will come rushing in to give you every single thing that you want and you will you should expect everything that you have been wanting and it will ask for you to grow and expand so that you can receive all of that which you are asking for and you will ask because that is being brave and the braver you can get, the bigger your ask, the more the universe will give you. And the universe always has something to give you. You have to be detached from whatever it is that you want because the universe takes care of the details. So your intention only is enough. And then just live in the present moment because that's where the magic happens. 
so wonderful. Thank you so much, Neha. I, uh, I loved it. Everyone is clapping now all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sending you so much love to Hong Kong and talk to you soon. Bye. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you.